Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm Jeff West. I've been teaching music for over 27 years, and I've been a big tech enthusiast for many, many years. And uh, I'm hoping maybe some of this tech is starting to find its way into your classroom because it's really uh, quite useful. Uh, very engaging, enhancing learning, you know, all those buzzwords that we've heard so many for so many years in, in education. Uh, technology is providing um, many avenues down toward those uh, achieving those goals. So how about today? What are we talking about today? Well, Google Sites. Google Sites has received some incredible changes that uh, has made it one of my primary go-to tech tools. In my opinion, it's the easiest website creator to use, but it does have some limitations. Still, for classroom use, I don't think there's much better out there. So if you uh, want to code and create, this may not be the best choice for you. You may want to look at WordPress or uh, uh, Weebly or Wix or another choice that uh, you know allows that if you have that kind of skill. But if you just want to create a really cool website, uh, visually engaging, and or even have your students create one, this is your choice. This is it. You can maybe they create a project or a portfolio. I don't think you're going to find too many tools that are better. So let's get going talking about Google Sites and me. A few years ago, I became a, a Google certified educator at level one, and I had to learn to use uh, Google. Um, the classic Google Sites, that's what they call it now. And this was tricky, and it was a little challenging at first, but I figured out how to use the tool. And for several years, I was uh, uh, always hearing rumors that Google was changing sites. So I thought, well, you know, I'll keep using the uh, what's now called the classic sites. And if they make some of these changes, because some of the complaints I had were the same as what I was reading. Um, it was a little antiquated in its look, and it was difficult to uh, manipulate and maneuver and add things to and see if it was working, you know, all those types of um, just user friendly. It was, it had uh, some very useful aspects to it. I'm not trying to say it was all bad, but I don't think people were utilizing it nearly the way uh, they were, say, Docs or Drive. And I think that um, bothered Google. So they made some, uh, they made some cho- uh, changes. So, uh, also for me, I guess, before they made these choices uh, and changes, I had to choose uh, not to really use it all that much. It really wasn't enhancing the learning like I 
like I wanted it to. Um, and there were other problems that really, at this time, again, we're going back a decade now. Um, at the time, connectivity, Wi-Fi, um, wasn't happening as consistently as it is now. It wasn't as good, as strong as it is now. It's made, made a lot of uh, improvements. The availability of devices, we just recently, in the past two years, have gone one-to-one. Before that, we had several computer uh, labs, but that meant I would, you know, we put away the instruments for me and have to go to the lab. And then we did get some carts, and I did bring those in. I did arrange to have a cart just kind of stay and be a, a home base in my room, and others could come and get it uh, down in my area as they needed, or I would wheel it to wherever. And um, But still, there was a challenge. Those those devices were limited. And sometimes when you got everybody on, you know, didn't always work. The Wi-Fi didn't always work. It was slow, buggy. So it was very difficult to use. And so you throw that in with the other challenges of the classic sites, and I just really didn't use it. But when new sites was released, this changed everything. Um, The barriers that classic sites presented, they were gone. Um, but as with most changes, when Google does something or actually anything, it's not just Google, um, other options that might've been useful were gone as well. Primarily the coding option. Um, I, I think I haven't really looked into this, so I'm just going to kind of speak uneducatedly here to you for a minute. Um, I think I just created a word uneducatedly. If you want to write your own content, um, you might be able to do it in, uh, the new sites, I think you'd have to really know what you're doing and where to click and where to go and how to do it. But uh, you might be able to do it through the browser or something. But for the most part, you know, you could do this in classic sites, but not in new sites. Um, and this isn't a big deal for me, but many people had an issue with this. What I love about the new site is the connection to Google Drive and the apps. It is very easy to use. You can also embed or link content and customize pages to meet your needs or what you want it to look like. In classic sites, um, it was doable but challenging. And uh, the look of classic sites was, like I said, it was antiquated. It was, you know, there were small words in, in gray. And in, sometimes you could, you know, you can add a box around it if you chose one of their themes or something. But um, it wasn't as visually engaging. If you notice a lot of things on the internet, the biggest changes are larger buttons, colors, images. Um, uh, when you hover your mouse over, it tells you what it's going to do. You know, it's easily uh, navigated, navigable. Uh, and new sites created this option. That was huge. Um, I think the key word with new sites was easy interface. Um, I think the learning curve for this tool is pretty narrow. Uh, if you have experience using Google Drive and apps, you're going to be fine. It's a pretty narrow learning curve. But if you don't, you might want to take a little more time, uh, get used to the apps and Drive, and you know, uh, integrating, uh, uh, put, you know, putting the two together. You know, I wouldn't just create a site and put it out in the class the next day. I might. Uh, create it and then come back and click around on it or ask a friend, a colleague to, you know, hey, what do you think of this? Is this useful? Is it, what's it missing? And, um, but don't worry, you will, uh, you'll be hooked. Um, I'm very hooked at using uh, Google sites. I try to use it anytime that I can, but for me, it's a larger, um, 
broader approach look for a concept. I don't use it to say teach one smaller thing. That would still be like slides or a document or uh, another online application that uh, allows you to, you know, really kind of focus in. But if you're looking at a way to house and present content on a broad scope, I don't think you're going to find much better. I would suggest uh, exploring the easy integration with the drive, with Google Drive and apps. I think to start, you're going to go to new sites. First thing you're going to do. Um, and you can do that quite easily. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the other thing I would explore is the customization features, like changing images and colors for each page or section. Um, but changing an image is easily done. Easily done by clicking the painter palette. Or if you're looking at the banner at the top, I think it says change image. And when you click on that, you get a drop down uh, of using some of their choices or selecting an image. And when you select an image, you can search. You can go to Google Drive if you have an image there. You can uh, upload, do it by URL. There's a lot of choices. That's all I'm trying to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I search, um, I uh, often just pick a color, and then you get numerous choices of images and objects uh, that are associated with that color that appear in the results, and this has made creating uh, fun for me. Um, where before it was a little more work and you were trying to utilize the things that you were limited to, but by Google giving you the uh, ability to use search and they bring up images that are copyright uh, they're they're not licensed. They're labeled for use. If you went to the web's uh, browser and you search for an image under the same thing using a color, you would get all types of images, and you'd want to use the tools to um, you know make sure you're meeting copyright law. Uh, you don't want to use a logo of a company uh, on your website and end up getting a little email from them that says, "Hey, quit using our logo," especially if there's any money involved there or uh, of, of any sort. So you have to be careful with that, I guess is what I'm saying. Using the search within the image brings up um, uh, the images that are okayed. So uh, like I said, I, I have a lot of fun with this. I really enjoy um, just putting in a color and seeing what comes up. There's some incredible images that come up and they're visually appealing uh, for my students. So once I get my colors taken care of or my images, uh, I do want to make a note that a limitation is font. Um, you have uh, like three or four choices of font, but you could get around this. If you really want to create a different type of section or button, um, you could use Google Draw and create something and then link it to your content or maybe have content on another page. Um, if you really, you know, want to get into um, differentiating those pictures quite a bit, that would be something that your students need. It would be useful for you. Then, you know, I would suggest that. The, the key here, though, I want to make sure I'm clear on this one because I learned. 
you need to create a shared folder in your drive, or maybe you just call it a website folder that is shared so anybody with the link can view. Just because you put it on from your drive, the permissions that you have for that document stay. So if you had it private for just for you, you're going to get 100 emails requesting permission to see that. But if you put it in the shared folder, then it will appear to anybody that has the link, which would be the link of your website, which has that link or that content. Save you a little bit of time there. All right, so... Google Sites for me also promoted uh, a positive environment because I also like to use uh, pictures from events or rehearsals as banners or parts of the sections. And sometimes I would get uh, I get a request from a student saying, "Hey, you should put the picture of this on there from on your website for for this or that or the other." And which means to me they're checking out the content. They're on the website, which is very exciting because i got to tell you, if you're like me, I'm wondering if anybody is even looking at the site. So uh, some other things. New Sites lets you embed YouTube playlists. Uh, you can do outside content like uh, Padlet. Now, it lets you embed. You can get the embed code. So anything that gives you an embed code, and many things do now. It's becoming more common. But also a link. You could also just link uh that content on your Google site. And when you do that, it's very cool. You So you cut and paste your link, you put it in there, and it will give you a preview. Here's what it's going to look like. And sometimes with certain things, I'll get two previews. Do you want just the main page? Because people are going to have to log in when they go to that site. Or do you want like an actual, the actual picture uh, of what your content is? Sometimes you don't get that choice, but sometimes you do. It's kind of, uh, I find that very uh, uh, cool, I guess, for that word keeps coming up. Uh, but it's exciting for me. I um, Because I know we're such visual beings that when we get to see that picture, that drives it home. And I, I'm finding my students remembering things more when I have those images associated with it. Uh, another really cool thing for me and I think it'll be for you, is you can see what it's going to look like, what the page is going to look like on the computer, on a tablet, or on a phone. And the phone interface is magnificent. Uh, pretty much everything is just put in one long column, goes right down the phone, and it's easy for them to uh, manipulate that. Now, obviously, if you put a document in there, they're probably going to have to download it on their phone. Um, although I think it has fluctuated. It really depends on what their phone and their data packages that allows for that or not, but they can at least see the uh, text. They can see the site and check it. Uh, if you use, um, say slides for announcements, uh, those slides will show and they can check out your announcements on their phone if they just want to flip back and forth on the tablet. But you can see what each of those will look like on your computer by clicking up above. There's a little icon that says, an, it looks like an eye. And you click on that, and then the right bottom right-hand corner, there is uh, three pictures. Usually it defaults to the computer look, and you can click on then the rectangular tablet look, and then as a little icon for the phone. So you can see all three of them, what it's going to look like, and maybe you need to make a change. That was something with my Weebly site that was a challenge, that I would create the site on the computer, and then people had trouble seeing uh, 
seeing the website on their phone because they tried to, at the time, we they tried to like cram the computer feature or look onto the little smartphone screen, and that didn't work very well. All right, so you can click between the, the icons for phone, tablet, and computer. And the other features that are so uh, normal, regularly included with Google, you can add collaborators. You can change themes. They have different themes they've already created. They have different page layouts. And there's many, many things I could go on and on about about this. But uh, you need to take some time, I think, and look at it. Maybe use it to create. Uh, Google Sites is incredible. and gives you and your students so many uh, possibilities. You can, uh, for enhancing learning. And for me, uh, it enhanced my productivity. I was, you know, I'm able to manipulate that, the sites a lot easier and it connects to the content that I want to add because I use Google Docs and Sheets and Forms and so forth. And uh, to, to com communicate or to, to deliver content, um, I wouldn't say exclusively, but I use it a lot. And having that hook right next to, right into uh, something as visually engaging as the new Google Sites is a very powerful tool. So take some time, take a look at it. You won't be disappointed. The treat this week is still following, kind of, so we're talking about Google Sites and uh, productivity. Here's a little productive. Uh, tip for you. Pin your tabs in Chrome browser. So if you use specific websites every day, it's a good idea to do two things, to create a more seamless start when you open up your browser. First, go to the three dots in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, once you open your browser, go to the upper right-hand corner of the three dots, go to settings, and find the start where you left off feature and select this. This should be down uh, a little bit. I think it says each time you open Chrome. And I think it will say new tab, or it'll have a place you can plug a, uh, an address in. Or you can say start where you left off, which is what I use. Then open up all those tabs that you use regularly, and you're going to be right-clicking on each of them and select pin tab. This will move the tab to the left and remove the possibility of closing them. So if you hover over the tab, once you pin it, you won't see the X. So you can't accidentally close it. Okay? So once you get that, then when you close your browser and open it again, these tabs will automatically open in that left-hand side again. And if you'll have to log in if there's a, you know, a particular website you have to that makes you log in each time you have to log in, of course. And I suggest doing this anyway, especially if you're dealing with student data, you know, attendance, grades. Definitely want to log in each time. That's it. That's all you're going to do. And it saves me uh, an Im immense amount of time. Um, I can navigate quickly uh, to these things. And I think it's going to help you too. So you want to pin your tabs. And you want to start where you left off. And that's your tech treat for the week. Take care. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>